Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're with us this evening. I hope you all have had a wonderful, wonderful week and believing God for a good week for you. And I don't know exactly where you're at. You could be driving in the car. You could be laying at night before you go to bed. You could be sitting at home, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We just say thank you very much. And we appreciate it. And we would appreciate it if you'd tell someone else to join us on these podcasts. Uh, we have with us tonight in the studio, we are sitting, I am sitting right across from Chris Norman, whom I am so thankful for. Chris, thank you for all you do for WAW and for, uh, I guess, at the table with Darlene. You're the guy that makes this thing happen. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Well, we love you very much, you and It really and should be at the table with Chris. No, nope. yeah, I know. Nope. There wouldn't be no table without I know. Chris. I nope. know. He's the brains behind all this, nope. and we're so thankful nope. for that. <laughs> nope. Nope. And he's got Daryl Rhodes sitting next to yeah, him. Thank you. You didn't introduce me last no. time, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, I noticed that. Did I you notice think. that? Yeah. Well, so I'll take the introduction. By the way, what's my name? Oh, honey. Reverend Pastor. Honey. The, uh, the Apostle, Daryl Rhodes. Uh, Chris wanted... He, <laughs> she calls me a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, and across from me is our daughter, <laughs> Tiffany. Uh, two weeks in a row she's Uh-oh. been with us. And, uh, I know, she's you're been, on she's back on track. I know. We love Tiffy. and She, she always get, has wise comments. Yes, she does. Very wise lady. It's always a joy to have her with us. Yes, mm-hmm. we love you, Thank Tiffany, you. very much. Thanks for, for all you do, too. And it's good to have Darlene. Yeah, I'm glad she showed up tonight. Sitting across from me is the <laughs> fabulous Darlene Rose. <laughs> Have we ever Shoot done at the table without she, Darlene? <laughs> she is here again today yeah, for another yeah. episode. Yes, we are. And we happen to have in the studio again part two with uh, Josh and Tracy Durkee. That's D-E-R-Q-U-E. Yes. All, Durkee. Yes, all the way from Litchfield, Kentucky. Is that right, Josh? That is right. Is, uh, isn't that what Sonia calls you, Durkay? I say Durkway. Durkway. Hey, I've been called so many things just as long as they call me for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we were privileged to have them on last week's podcast. Uh, on uh, Tracy just had such a beautiful testimony yes. about overcoming cancer. This is Breast Cancer Month, October is, and so we're just really thankful for that testimony and but Josh, we wanted to have you back, and uh, and of course Tracy, because uh, just like Josh was uh, along your side in your journey, well, uh, you've been on quite the journey too, Josh, and and God has just ministered to you, and Tracy's been by your side, and and it just happened that uh, a few months ago you got hit with COVID. So we'd like, you know, because COVID's been around now for what two years. Can you believe that? Yeah, two March, years. March 2020, Good or February grief. 2020. Yeah, February. Well, actually, January, because it was, you know, you begin to hear the talk a little right. bit, but it... I think I had it in December of December. 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure somebody did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. And it, and it derailed our women's conference. Yes, yes it, did. it did. In 20... What was that, 19? 20, 2020, we had it in June instead mm-hmm. of March. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, that's right. Okay. Josh, you haven't missed a ladies' conference in, in years. years. I have can't you? even tell you how many years. Um, I couldn't. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's. I was in the police academy when I started coming. 
Wow. We'd just have to close them down if you couldn't come. (laughs) 2009 or 2010, I think, somewhere in that area. Oh, it's it's a highlight of our year, and we're always glad to see you pulling that keyboard down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the first one that I came to, it had the big Plinko board. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We still have that Plinko board. (laughs) It's in storage. It's in storage, yes, it is. We need to pull it back out, don't we? That was fun. That was good fun. Absolutely. That was fun. (laughs) That was a while back. Boy, we need to take a trip around uh, down memory lane, don't we? (laughs) For sure with the games. We've had everything through the years. A lot of fun. You know what I like about, one of the things I like about Josh is, at the ladies' conference, he, he heckles me. That's what he doesn't he get up and leave. Oh no! You know, after his part of playing and worshiping, leading in worship, he doesn't say, "Well, my part's over. I'm gonna go hang out in the back room and play, play pool or something." He stays right there on the front row or the second row and just he's an enters, enters in and uh, uh, enjoys it as much as mm-hmm. I, I love the ladies' conference. I know some some guys won't go to a ladies' conference because they feel like it's just for women, but uh, I get a lot. Well, you've got I a pass. A we give some of you guys one a year. Pass I'm going to let Josh win a prize. Have you never won a prize? She won't nope. let you play. I won't let him have a No, ticket. she won't ever let me win. Uh, hello, I'm a woman and I've never won. Oh. <laughs> I work on that too. You know, yeah, we have connections. On, yeah. I can be bribed. It's fine. <laughs> now you know That's the secret, Tracy. <laughs> well, we uh, anyway, back to COVID. Uh, yeah, we could take a memory lane with conferences because they're absolutely amazing. They really are. If people that haven't come, they just don't know. It is a total... It's nothing like anything I, we've ever experienced. They are. Absolutely. By the way, uh, Josh and Tracy, Darlene and I are going to Springfield, Missouri. Uh, so and, is your and, daughter. And so is Tiffany. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week for a ladies' conference. You, you want to come? Yeah. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. I saw that. That was uh, That's awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I love about it. it. It's not just something that happens in Farmington. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you all take around the world. You take a, you know, I know you've been uh, Springfield and, um even brother Skiles church uh-huh. yeah you know and, uh, when darlene when darlene does a conference here like uh day one one day or day day one or one day uh that's the conference that we will take to the republic of georgia uh when we go back to georgia so and then then they take it to their individual churches for those that didn't get to be at the conference mm-hmm. in georgia so it just keeps spreading and, and mm-hmm. trickle down effect yeah but anyway back to COVID <laughs> with, uh, gosh, we could just talk and talk, Josh and Tracy, because you guys, we love you so much. But I want to hear your journey, and I because people are struggling with COVID has been quite an issue, and people have different views, and, and I believe we live in America, and we should be able to do what we feel is right for us. But we none of us has ever denied from the beginning that COVID was not real. Right. Uh, it, it's right. just... We told people from the very beginning, don't judge somebody else for what they decide to do, whether they wear a mask or they don't, or whether they decide to come to church or they're going to stay home and watch online, or if they decide to get a vaccine or they don't. Let's let people follow what they're what they feel in their hearts, mm-hmm. and so uh, that has been our model, and we stuck with it in our church. We were so proud of our people. They have not been judgmental and critical. At least if they do it, they keep it to themselves. And so we appreciate that. But tell us about your journey, Josh, and how you ended up in the hospital. Well, that well, I'm just kind of backtrack just a little bit. 
uh, I don't know if you know who Kevin Wallace is, but he preached a message uh, a few weeks ago, and he said this COVID pandemic has come to divide the church. Mm. He said it, it's it's come to you know I got a vaccine, you didn't get vaccine, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you don't care. You wear a mask, mm-hmm. I don't wear, mm-hmm. and it's caused division. And he said, let's just shut up mm-hmm. and stop the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You're mm-hmm. not going to hear me complain. Right. No. Um, no. But anyway, I, I won't. I won't preach his message. I'll kind of get on to my testimony. But um, a few weeks ago, it was in mid-September. Um, I was getting ready for work one morning, and uh, I was getting ready. I, I, I put some cologne on, and Tracy walked through the bathroom, and she said, "I don't smell your cologne." And that was. Um, kind of the first our first interaction with mm. the covid virus and so she went and got tested um the next day or the, maybe that day i don't remember and uh, of course come back positive mm-hmm. and we've got a great family doctor that started us on a started her on a regimen that um to help combat it well i i kept starting to feel bad and um, i went and got tested and of course we were in close contact and um, when I got tested, I come up positive. Well, over the course of the next few days, Tracy was she's got the feeling worse and worse. And so our our doctor said you need to go to take her to um, the Women's and Children's Hospital in Louisville. So we loaded up. Now at this time, I had full blown. We both did had full blown um, COVID. I mean, I don't even know how I, I drove it almost seventy miles to Louisville to take her to the house. I don't remember how I got home. Mm. I mean, that's just how crazy it mm. was. So she checked in to the hospital and she was there three or four days and they were able to, I think besides the Lord touching her, which I believe that's, that was ultimately what happened. We just had a great doctor that, that started some regimens before mm-hmm. it really got bad. Mm-hmm. And so three or four days she was able to come home and, uh, had, you know, she had the fatigue and, and some of the um, the lung capacity stuff, and and now this whole time I've I've stayed home and I'm feeling bad and feeling worse and feeling worse. Well, the next Sunday I, I can't I don't remember the date. Um, I, I said, honey, I can't I can't catch my breath. Mm. It was like I could not. Um, I I mean I just struggled to even catch a breath, and uh, so. So I called our pastor and told him, so we need to pray. I can't breathe. And, you know, at, and at that point, um, you can encounter a lot of things, but the thing that gives you life is breath. Mm-hmm. And if you can't catch your breath, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I begin to just kind of, I don't want to say freak out, but freak out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, was, right. uh, it was just something I never experienced before. I mean, because I've always sang, not real athletic, but I've always sang and um, never had any kind of lung problems. Well, um, we have some friends that are nurses and kind of told her what was going on. She said, you need to get to the hospital. You've waited too late. You need to get to the hospital. Mm. And I was at this point, I was so weak. I could barely walk across the, the living room floor. Mm. So um, Tracy called an ambulance and they took me, uh, the ambulance come pick me up and, uh, and here's, here's how the Lord works. 
we have a hospital in town and, and I, you know, I won't say anything bad about the hospital. It's a good place, but they blew a power transformer and they were closed. They weren't taking any patients. Oh, wow. And so I told the ambulance driver, I said, take me to Elizabethtown. That's where my doctors are. That, that's where I go to uh, the diabetes doctor. And, uh, and so they kind of hem-hauled around because that's about 35, 40 minutes away from here. <clears throat> so they eventually agreed, and they took me to the hospital. And I got to the hospital, and they checked me in. They, you know, they're doing all this stuff. Well, they put this machine to help me breathe. And I was like, man, I feel great. You know, they got my oxygen level back up and I thought, well, I've got this, I've got this licked. Well, the, as the, the night went on, I kept getting worse and worse. And so a couple of days have gone by and the doctors would come in and they would be like, Oh, we're, we don't know. It's, this is, this is, it's, it's bad. And your x-rays are bad. You have COVID pneumonia, you have blood clots in your lungs. Uh, elevated heart rate mm. um, and uh, so I'm like well let's let's fix it and my doctor said look what works for patient A may not work for you what works for patient B may not work for you so he said that's the that's the weird thing about COVID is that it doesn't respond the same way in other people's bodies so a couple of days go by and I'm thinking, you know, we gotta we gotta lick this because I got stuff to do. <laughs> Get back to life, and uh, of course they had me isolated, and they wouldn't let you know they couldn't have any visitors or anything. Well, the next thing I know, the doctor says we've called your wife, or call your wife and have her come up here. And so I thought, well, that's awful nice of them to <laughs> let my wife come in. So I call Tracy. It's like they want you up here. Come on up. And so she come up, and we were just kind of. I'm in and out with my at, with my brain at this point. I mean, it's just like I'm there, but I'm not there. And so the uh, Tracy comes in, and then I'm laying uh, there in the bed, and the doctor says, mm-hmm. "The doctor says, Josh, if you ever listen to me, he said you've got to lay on your stomach. You've got to lay prone on your stomach, or you're going to end up on the vent." He said, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts, how bad it feels. He said, you've got to lay prone so your lungs will expand. Hmm. Well, that's all I needed to hear. So I laid on my on my belly till my back hurt, my legs hurt, everything hurt. Well, over the course of the day, hospice, came in. hospice comes in and they give me a spiel about, you know, you don't have to go on the vent. We can give you medicine wow. to um, just to... Um, ease your pain or any discomfort and then the chaplain comes in and by this time I'm just kind of out of my head and she's telling Tracy all this stuff about when he goes on the vent um, he probably won't come off and you need to have some discussions well then the doctor comes in and he says the same thing he said you all need to have a discussion on because I I don't have a will and I don't have an advanced directive or anything like that he said you all need to make um, arrangement. arrangements um, because we're going to put him on the vent tomorrow and he probably wow. will not come off. Mm. And they didn't want me to have to decide whether he was going on a vent or not because they said by the morning he wouldn't be able to make that decision himself. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. So um, 
I mean, I, I never realized what a death sentence sounded like. But when all three of those people came into my room and said, you know, you're probably not going to leave this hospital, um, it was definitely earth-shaking. Because mm. I was like, Lord, you can't be done with me, can you? I mean, I, I'm still, you know, I'm just 47. I got so much to do that I haven't done. Mm. And, uh, and so, of course, at this time, I'm in prayer. People have been praying all over the world. And I'm, my phone's blowing up, and Tracy's phone's blowing up, and people are praying. Our church is praying. Facebook is blowing up. Mm-hmm. Facebook was blowing up, and um, and about was it about two days later? Two days later, they ended up not putting me on the vent that next day because you were so much better. Then the doctor come in, and he was just as he was just as uh, straight laced, super super great doctor. He just says, "Well, looks like we turned the corner." And walked out of my room. <laughs> I mean, just as, just as straight as that, and said, "You know, we're we're going the right way." And um, mm. of course, I couldn't tell you all the medicine that they gave me because it was, I was like I said, I was out of it. But um, and it's been a, just a gradual. But I, I want to tell you something that that has happened over the course of this time. When after the doctor come in there and said we've turned the corner, it was like something supernaturally broke in that room mm-hmm. and uh from that time on in the mornings you all, y'all may think i'm crazy our listeners may think i'm crazy but between about five o'clock and then when they come in to do the shift change for about two hours i feel the presence of the lord mm-hmm. just infiltrate that hospital room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if i've ever felt the peace that passes all understanding. Mm. I felt it then, and it was it was like three mornings after that. It, I I didn't know what to say. All I could do was sit up on the edge of the bed and just weep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Lord, I, I can't breathe, but but I can't do nothing but weep. Mm. Your presence is is just so beautiful and marvelous, and you know you've you've taken taken this moment in time to to spend it with me. Wow, and. Uh, like I said, over a course of a few days, um, I began to eat. I began to sleep because when I first got in the hospital, there was five or six days I hadn't slept. And the um, I would watch the clock for 12 hours. Mm. You know, 7 o'clock, they'd come in in the morning and 7 o'clock at night. and It was just crazy. It was like nothing I've ever, ever experienced. And then uh, on day 11, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting antsy. I'm feeling a lot better, not super strong yet. My doctor comes in and she says, can you do oxygen therapy at home? And I said, uh, well, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> and uh, she said, I think so. I said, well, I, I believe I can. She said, well, good. Let's get you out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just, it happened so fast that wow. it had to be a God thing. Mm-hmm. And so they got, they got me home with me, with my oxygen machine and, um, and it, it's been a gradual process, but uh, I went back to work, working half days. Now I'm working full days, and I haven't got all my lung capacity back, but uh, I promised the Lord uh, in those times of visitation, I said, Lord, if I have to lay on the floor and you have to squeeze every breath out of my lungs, I will never stop giving you worship. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will never yes. stop giving you praise. Beautiful. 
and uh, the first Sunday we was I was out of the hospital and uh, we went to church. Of course, I had an oxygen mask on and the oxygen tank. And uh, I watched the he video. Said, Did you mean what you said? And I said, Yes, Lord, I meant what I said. And I got up and sang that Sunday. I didn't couldn't sing much, but it was uh, it was just a declaration. The devil, mm-hmm. you're a liar. Yes. yes. And uh, God is God is God, and uh, we've lived in the goodness of God. Yes, 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 yes. What a beautiful story! Wow. Yes. I see the evidence of His goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, absolutely. That's awesome. God is God is so good, Josh, and and I believe that uh, the visitation that you had with the presence of God, you know. There's never a moment with him that isn't something that he's going to do, not just in your life, but in other people's lives. That visitation, yes, it was for you, but he visited you for a purpose. That's going, that anointing that he's placed on you. The enemy could have taken your life. Chris is a, he is a, a nurse and uh been a nurse for several years RN and and as you were t- giving your testimony I know you know he knows the spot that you were in and at, at a very very critical place that you were but yet God it's so interesting how uh, when the morning comes you know it kind of reminds me of the song you know uh, in the scripture the scripture that uh, You know, night is for a season, but the morning came and that turn, the prayers, those blood clots that were threatening you, and then God himself visits you. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he did that, not only to make you well, but to make other people whole. And as as you worship as a worshiper, because that's who you are, uh, there's you always carry an anointing, but I believe that the anointing now yes. will break so many That's yokes right. and bondages off of people, because when there's a vis- visitation of God, it means that God is going to use you mightily. That's mm-hmm. right. There's a purpose. There's for a it. purpose for it, and it wasn't just for your experience with Him. It's because others are going to experience Him through, through you. Yes, they're going to Josh, without a doubt. They're going to. Uh, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to tell the time that, and I hopefully soon we can have you up in, at our church and uh, because we want what God's imparted to you. Mm-hmm. We want that. And, we and need it. We need it. And, and people all, all over the world, you know, we've told you before, one of, one of the, what an honor it would be to take you oh, on yeah. a trip with us and, mm. and uh a lot, you minister. Uh, you used to go to book. Potosi with Bob. Surely you can go to Georgia with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Kenya oh. or Tanzania or, or oh, wherever. The, the Africans would love you. Yes, we would just have so much. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the adventures, right? The new. That's right. And that, see, that's the thing is that, you know, for so long in, in ministry, I've, you know, I was kind of on my own. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when God gave me Tracy, mm. 
she's like, I want to go to Africa and yes. I want to go to Kenya and yes. I want to go to Mexico and I want to go to these places and minister to people and, and love children. And mm. I'm like, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Mm. And, uh, um, uh, so, you know, God's, God's put us together and what, what is the next step? I wish I could tell you because the, the last season has been, um, which I, I've shared with you a little bit. The last seasons we've been through has been, uh, been the most trying and the most hurtful I've ever, we've ever experienced in ministry. I mean, we was almost to the point where I was, I was going to sell all my equipment. Mm. Gracie said, I'm not going back to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you guys we were, were at a low time. point when we saw you in July. Yeah. Cause I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for meeting us Yes. at, uh, at the restaurant there. Well, that was, it was great. But then, um, God has just, I mean, I could tell you all the wonderful things, but mm. within the last year, uh, we've got hooked up into a local church here and it's just a small church, but, um, I've never met a group of people here that just love people. The pastor is a, he's an ex drug addict and, um, they're just, just winning the loss like hand yeah. over fist. It's mm. just, awesome. it's great. And, awesome. yeah. um, but the next, uh, as far as the next season, I wish I could tell you God spoke to me and I know exactly what we're going to do. And that's, uh, that's just God because mm-hmm. he knows if he would tell me exactly what we're going to do, I'd mess it up. Yeah. Right. You might get ahead right. of him. You might think and, today. Yeah. And we have to have, we, yeah. we walk by faith. Yeah. And so we, we have to take it a day at a time. He never shows us the complete picture at once, just pieces. Yes. So. But you'll be ready, whatever whatever yes. it is God has. You're going to be ready for it. Well, real quickly, before we go off, and, and thank you for sharing that testimony. It's so beautiful. Uh, Tracy, you were by his side, and when you got that call, because there's, you know, married couples face so much together, and because that's life. That's that's why I believe that in the most marriage ceremonies, it said, tell death do this part, because there are a lot of challenges along the way of a marriage. And so just tell us uh, briefly, if you can, uh, when you got that call and got to the hospital and the doctors began to say what they did, tell us uh, your emotions and where you were at there. Uh, when Josh, uh, he he wasn't talking a lot, but he texted me that, that day. And, of course, he had been in there. That was on uh, Thursday. And he had been in there since Sunday, so I hadn't seen him. And uh, he felt so bad I hadn't talked to him very much. So when he texted me that, I knew it was bad. And, you know, with with COVID being as rampant as it, as it is, when they call in a family member, you know it's bad. Because yeah. they will not, you mm-hmm. know, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And were, you, so, were you before or after hospice? It was before hospice. Uh, hospice had left right before I got in oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And it, it, it and and the hospice nurse was also a, a longtime friend of ours, so that you know God put her there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Josh couldn't remember exactly everything that she had said. But um, when I I got up and I still was recovering, and I honestly didn't know if I could make the drive mm-hmm. to the hospital, which is forty minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I had to go, and I didn't want to expose anybody else in case, you know. I mean, I was out of quarantine, but uh, just to be cautious. So I got 
in the car and, and took off and um i was i was crying i didn't i i didn't know what to do so i called uh my pastor's wife and uh, she's been a lifelong friend we've been friends since third grade and uh he was there with her and i knew that if i could get a hold of them and talk to them that they would pray with me yeah so they prayed with me and i made it to the hospital and when i got there um i knew it was bad um and uh i thought i was going to lose him Mm. we made uh Mm. we made arrangements he told me what he wanted done um he told me who to call to help me with all the finances and and what to do with his truck and the camper and i mean it was it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And, and I left thinking I might not see him again, mm. you know, to be able to talk to him. Cause they said, you know, when you come back and he's on the vent, he'll still be able to hear you, but you need to talk now because he will not be able to communicate with you, but he will be able to hear you. So I thought this might be the last time I talked to him. Mm. And, um, I laid in bed that night and um of course the enemy comes in like a roaring lion and you know wanted me to believe his lies that this was how you know i was going to be a widow at 43 and this was going to be the rest of my life and god was going to you know punish me and he was going to take my husband and um you know and i felt physically bad anyway so i let that get to me for a little bit but I laid there all night and the Lord showed up and I told Satan he could take COVID and go back to hell where he came from. There you go. Yeah. And you go. he wasn't going to have my husband. God was not done with him. And he has years of worship and years of ministry. And, you know, Satan doesn't win. Amen. So Praise he God. didn't. Amen. Amen. No, he didn't. Thank God for uh, for the strength of a couple, fight, that fight back, that amen. Well, there are people that are listening to this podcast, without a doubt. It, they may not have gone through COVID, but they may be facing big giants in their, in their life, in their marriage. And the faithfulness of God, the faith again. You, you guys have been on quite the oh, journey yeah. the last few years of your life. And, and yet, you know... You have not lost your worship. You've not lost your praise. And, and you're, you haven't lost your focus of the call because God calls every person that's listening. He calls us all to do something for the kingdom of God. And whatever that is, uh, the most exciting journey of life is following whatever it is that God has for us. And so you guys are on an exciting journey. <laughs> It's it's amazing. Whatever God wants us to do, whatever he allows us to do, uh, what an honor it is. It's been a joy to have you guys. And Josh, I'm going to ask you if you would just pray over the listeners tonight that God would minister to them, that, that nothing's too big for the God that we serve. Amen. Okay, I can do that. Thank you. Father, we love you and we just magnify you. Yes. You got you our God. Yes. Nothing takes you by surprise. 
And Father, first thing that that I, I pray over is I bind the spirit of fear. Yes. yes. Father, you said perfect love cast out all fear, and you have a perfect love for your mm-hmm. people and for your children. And and I, I bind the spirit of fear, and I bind the spirit of death that would try to come and rob life mm-hmm. from people. And God, I just thank you for your peace. Thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. And God, I just pray for every person listening to this right now, God, that you would just infiltrate their homes, infiltrate their cars. God, even if they're listening with a pair of earbuds, that you just infiltrate their mind, God, that, that, that you would be ever so present in their heart and in their mind, God. And that's your peace that passes all understanding. Yes. Father, we, we refuse to live in fear. I, I will not live in fear Amen. of COVID virus, of death. Yes. I will not live in fear because mm-hmm. you've not called us to fear. You said in your word that you've not given us a yes. spirit of fear, but you've given us of a sound mind and, and, and love and peace. Yes. And God, that you are in control. Yes. And again, God, you, nothing takes you by the surprise. And your mercy is everlasting. It's renewed every morning. Mm. And I just thank you, Lord. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at darleneroads.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.